Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the most is Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome to or welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies, just to keep up with what we are doing. Uh, Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out so much with being able to help raise our visibility in the podcast directories. And hopefully the review that you leave is a five-star review. Also, there's a new thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Now you guys can leave voice messages for me. How exciting is that? So what you will do is go to anchor.fm slash o dash my dash allergies and then click on messages, and then you're able to leave a voice message and for a chance for it to be played on the Oh My Allergies podcast and for me to talk about your message and kind of like form that like dialogue with you all. So definitely the details for that will be linked in the show notes, but I'm super excited for you all's potential voice messages. And I think that'll just be a really cool way for us to be able to connect more in this Oh My Allergies community. Um, And then also, as always, keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about this trend that has been trending a lot on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube. It's called the That Girl Trend. And I'm going to be talking about how to be that girl in 2021, but an allergy edition of the trend. Um, If you're not familiar with the that girl trend on social media, it's basically, hmm, I guess it's basically kind of like a wellness version of Hot Girl Summer. So I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on this trend, uh, some problems that I personally have with this trend, and how you can take some of the positive aspects of the trend and apply it to your life so that you're able to live your best life and thrive with your allergies because that's what this whole podcast is all about. Before we get into the meat of today's episode, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. So what's been going on with me? Well, recently Love Island USA has come back on the air, which I am so excited about. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I am a huge fan of Love Island. My love for Love Island started through the actual gaming app that they have for Apple devices. So I would play it so much on my iPad and I just really just found the game to be super fun and super exciting. Um, I didn't really like the fact that I couldn't see the actual television show because Love Island is a show that is based in the UK, but they now have a Love Island USA version of the show. And so ever since I found out about the show, I've been watching it. So this season is currently season three 
of Love Island USA and oh my gosh I'm already just so excited about it. I am all on Twitter looking up the Love Island US hashtag and I'm following the tweets. I'm laughing my butt off. All the different memes and gifs that I've seen about Jeremy is just so hilarious and it's making me laugh so hard because I just really like the show. I think it's really cool. I think it's really funny. The drama is very interesting. Um, but yeah, I definitely would be interested in hearing if you all watch the show. If you're not familiar with Love Island, um, basically it's a dating show. And so what they have is that they have girl contestants that are on there and those are like the main people that are on the show. So I think, I forget how many, how many people are there? I want to say there's like five girls initially that they first bring onto the quote-unquote island and then what they'll have is they'll bring five guys on the show initially and so um, they pair up with each other and so throughout the show the whole goal is to be paired up with someone and if you're not in a couple then you are booted off of the island so it's just very interesting seeing a lot of the curveballs that are thrown throughout the seasons like when they introduce new people in the middle of the season and then you see people's facial expression like they're super surprised acting like they've never seen the show and they're just like oh my gosh like what the heck is happening um so they through their first curveball of season three, uh, when everybody was kind of just getting into it and stuff like that, they added two new guys into the mix. And so they left two um, guys single because of the new guys recoupling with two girls that were already there. And then they just threw in another curveball by adding um, a new girl on to the show as well. So this episode I'm recording, it's on a Sunday, so it comes on actually tonight, and I am just so excited. I forget the girl's name already. I know it started with like an A. I don't remember her name. I want to say her name is Amy. Don't quote me on it because I don't want to be attacked by Love Island Twitter, but I think that's what her name is. So they threw that curveball and then like, oh my gosh, like I just know she's going to start some trouble on the show because she's just giving me, she's just giving me those vibes and the clips that they've already shown of this episode that comes on tonight. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it's just going to be some trouble already. And we are literally only in like episode four. It's very, very 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 crazy like I saw a lot of the um like the sneak peeks because after episode three they showed a sneak peek and I was just like oh my gosh episode four let's go baby let's go like I am very very pumped for that show and the funny thing about it is the fact that I didn't even know that the show came back randomly we were looking at our recordings on our television and saw that Love Island was recording and we were like wait what is happening why is Love Island recording wait did it come back is this like them showing like reruns like we were so confused and then found out that yeah the show indeed is back and we were recording episode three and we were like okay like what the heck happened to episodes one and episode two so then we looked in our recordings and there was nowhere to be found so we're like okay like we have to get caught up on the past two episodes like what's gonna happen so then we ended up going on to the Love Island U.S. YouTube channel 
and they had episode one and episode two there thankfully so we watched that got caught up on those watched episode three so now I'm like I am ready for episode four because it looks like there's going to be a lot of a lot of things that are dropped in that episode another show that I have been watching um well yeah we recently just stopped watching it because there's only 10 episodes of it on Disney plus and I was so sad about it because I was like this show is actually really really good and it's this show called Big Shots so if you've never seen the show Big Shots it's basically about a NCAA basketball coach he was the coach for men's basketball and so there's like this little scandal thing that ends up happening and it kind of ruins his NCAA career in a way where it's kind of like people cannot disassociate himself from this certain event that happened don't want to spoil the show so what ends up happening is that he ends up being a coach at a all-girls elite private school and so the the school is in California so he moves to California he goes there to coach this team it's really just chronicalizing the up the ups and downs that he has with the team you know getting used to coaching girls what that's like how he has to change his approach um it also follows his relationship with his daughter because his daughter uh lives with her mother because him and his daughter's mother are divorced so they kind of show the daughter wanting to live with the dad and kind of have a change of scenery and so they show that playing out um they also show you know him getting this opportunity to possibly go back to to coaching um NCAA basketball so there's really a lot of different components in here I really love the show the acting is so good I highly recommend watching this show if you have Disney plus I'm so sad that it's only 10 episodes but I don't know if the show got renewed hopefully it did um and then I'll just be waiting at the edge of my couch for when they release the season two of the show but basically that's what I've been up to I've been watching those two shows and I guess now that I'm done talking to you guys about what's been going oh wait no I have something else to talk to you guys about something that actually happened to me today so this is a funny story so I think a couple episodes ago I talked about how I really love using liquid chlorophyll So today I was like, yeah, let's make myself a cup of liquid chlorophyll, right? Right. So what ended up happening was that normally when I'm doing liquid chlorophyll, they usually say on the bottle that there's a certain amount of liquid chlorophyll that you're supposed to use. The liquid chlorophyll that I have says you use one teaspoon of the liquid chlorophyll and then you put that into eight ounces of water and then you should be good to go. That's normally what I do. Today I was like, eh, we're gonna wing it. Let's just like pour and like eye it and then kind of like see what happens. Terrible idea. I felt like I was drinking grass. It was absolutely super strong. I never had chlorophyll like that. I highly don't recommend you not measure it. Normally I'm a person that is like really gung-ho on measuring everything because of this reason. So now I have further proved my mother right as to why I need to measure everything because stuff like this happens and it was super annoying. So I wanted to share that with you all because that just happened to me today and I was just like oh my gosh my life sucks but besides that I think that's everything I wanted to share in the what's been going on update so now I can get right into my foodie likes One of my foodie likes that I've been really just loving lately, it's from the brand Nasoya. 
they're notable for their tofu. So alert, this is going to be about tofu. If you are not into tofu, still listen to me. Don't check out of this conversation yet. Just stay with me because this is actually a really good product. So Nisoya, they have these organic tofu vegetable dumplings. Oh my goodness gracious, these things taste so delicious. Normally what we've been doing when we have them for dinner, me and my mom, what we'll do is that we will, you know, just follow the directions and have the dumplings and then maybe have something else with it. Um, I know that some people will have the dumplings and then put those on top of like a vegetable stir fry. So there's a lot of versatility with these dumplings and they taste so good. Highly recommend trying making these dumplings, right? And then having liquid aminos and dip them in it. Oh oh my gosh, it's just... It's just a match made in heaven, to be completely honest. So highly recommend trying out these dumplings. But I will say that these contain wheat, soy, and sesame. So if you are allergic to any of those allergens, then sadly you would not be able to try this. But if you don't have an allergy to any of those allergens, then I highly recommend trying these. Um, Another foodie like that I've been really liking lately has been the Beyond Meat meatballs. Um, If you have a pea allergy, I believe, you can't have Beyond Meat. But I definitely am a big fan of their meatballs and of their burgers and stuff. But lately we've been having the meatballs. We actually had them yesterday for dinner. They were really, really good. Um, So I highly recommend those. I think the meatballs are something that's kind of relatively new because it's something that I've seen in their grocery stores maybe as of recently, but it's not really been one of those products that they're like constantly pushing in the grocery stores that um, I normally go to, but I highly recommend trying it if you can. Not really aware if there's any other allergens in them because obviously they're vegan, so I mean I can have them, but if you have any other allergens, make sure you check the allergen information just to verify and make sure before trying them, but they are just so good. But those are my foodie likes for this week. Yay, I'm happy that I actually have some. (laughs) But without further ado, let me just get right into this week's allergy news. So this week's allergy news article comes from the source called The List. I think that's the the source that it's coming from. Um, I'm looking in the Apple News app. So I think that's where it comes from. But the article is titled, What Does It Mean When You Wake Up With A Runny Nose? And I wanted to talk about this article because this is something that I've currently been dealing with myself. Literally, the morning that I'm recording this episode, I woke up with a runny nose and it was just it was just not an ideal situation to wake up to. You're just like, oh, oh, it's in the morning. Oh, wait, runny nose, gotta run to the bathroom. But in this article, um, they're talking about how just because you're waking up with a stuffy nose or a runny nose, it doesn't mean that you have a cold, but it could mean that you could be suffering from allergies and not just seasonal ones. Um, in the article, they talk about how according to the Sleep Foundation, 
40% of Americans suffer from allergies, also known as allergic rhinitis. If you're not familiar with allergic rhinitis, literally in last week's episode, that whole episode is dedicated to what's the difference between allergic rhinitis and allergic sinusitis. So definitely listen to that episode because that episode will break down what allergic rhinitis is, some of the symptoms that are associated with it, things of that sort, if you want to get like a little bit more information about it. But anyway, the Sleep Foundation, they talk about how 40% of Americans uh, suffer from allergies, also known as allergic rhinitis, that can become worse at night, leading to poor sleep as it makes your ability to breathe at night more difficult. And how there has been reports um, saying that 74% of Americans are exposed to at least three to six allergens per night. Three to six allergens per night. That is absolutely crazy. And because of that, that is exasperating sleep and making for a morning full of a Kleenex. Now, further on in the article, they go through um, there being a few different reasons for why you may have a runny nose in the morning. Talk about how there are a number of hidden things that we don't even really think about when we're getting ready for bed that can cause allergen-induced nasal issues. Is it for an example? your bedroom could be filled with dust mites. There could also be pollen that also makes its way into your bedroom, whether that's through air conditioning filters in the warmer months. So opening windows can also help with reducing the pollen, which is funny because normally people would be like, no, I don't want to open my window because that'll allow the pollen to be in. But it's like, dear, the pollen could already be in your house already, which is very interesting to think about. Then they also talk about how there could be mold in your home that's causing breathing issues at night. And then also, lastly, if you have a pet, which I do, they said that that pet could be the culprit. So they list some ways where you can help with lessening the pet dander in your home. So whether that's when you are bathing your dog, you use anti-allergy shampoo to help with the pet dander that will be around your house. I know my dog because she is a border collie mix. There's like clumps of hair sometimes when she's like in her hardcore shedding season. It will just be like little clumps of hair. Literally, it feels like Christmas and she's like leaving little gifts around the house. It's actually bonkers. In the article, they also talk about how sometimes how it's not outside influences that are affecting your breathing when you sleep and that it could be things that are going on inside of your own body and how it could be one of the reasons it could be is GERD, which I've heard of. If you're not familiar with GERD, it's gastroesophageal reflux disease could be the possible reason. Talk about how while this is primarily a digestive issue, your stomach contents can back up into your nasal passages when you lie down, which is very interesting. And so to help alleviate this problem, sleep with one end of your mattress raised. And then also they have some other tips in there as well. So definitely check out this allergy news article. Like always, the Allergy News articles are linked in the show notes. So definitely check out our show notes if you want to be able to read this article in its full entirety. But with that being said, I guess I can get right into the meat of the episode, which is going to be how to be that girl in a 2021 allergy edition. So I've been hearing a lot about uh, this that girl trend 
um, that started on TikTok and it's made its way onto YouTube. Um, if you're not familiar with the whole that girl trend, again, it's supposed to be a wellness version of Hot Girl Summer. It's really all about self-fulfillment and achieving your goals. And what I've seen on social media, I guess this trend consists of people saying that that girl uh, wakes up at like 6 a.m., works out, meditates, journals, drinks green smoothies and juices, eats avocado toast, uh, does her skincare routine, works hard, and studies hard. So in today's episode, I want to talk about how to be that girl, but allergy edition of the trend, and then also how to be able to take some of the positive aspects of the trend and kind of apply it to your life in a non-toxic type of way. So the first tip that I want to talk about is get your body moving. So as I've talked about in previous episodes, getting your body moving can actually really help with maintaining a healthy immune system. Exercising, it can help clear out the body since it improves circulation and having a strong blood flow really allows allergens to be able to move quickly through the body and be eliminated through the kidneys and through your skin. It can also help calm a hyperactive immune system. And then also while you are deep breathing when you exercise, it aids in an inflamed nose and relieving nasal congestion for the short term, which is really just an interesting fact that I never really thought about. So some ways that you can get your body moving, you can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can ride on your indoor cycling bike. So if you have a Soul Cycle bike, if you have a Peloton bike, if you have an Echelon bike, different bikes like that, or you can go old fashioned and pull out an exercise mat and do some exercises at home, whether that's doing strength training, whether that's doing weight training, whether that's, you know, doing something like yoga, just things like that, just to be able to get your body moving and whatever getting your body moving works for you. That's definitely what I highly recommend. And because you know your body more than I do, so picking um, an outlet of how you can get your body moving that works best for you and your body is what's really the most important. Now, the next tip on how to be that girl is to eat more whole foods, you know, more veggies, you know, things that are gonna fill you up and leave you feeling satisfied on the inside and out. Because eating a healthy diet that's going to be filled with vegetables and fruits, it can help with your allergies too. And most people who have allergies, they don't really realize that eating a healthy diet, including, you know, certain specific foods can help them with managing their symptoms as well. Um, I actually came across this article from Everyday Health and there's a quote from Leonard Biolori, who is the chairman of the Integrative Medicine Committee for the ACAAI, which is the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. And he said, in quote, an overall healthy diet is helpful for controlling all conditions, including allergies. And he's also a professor in the Department of Medicine at Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School in Newark. But when I actually did research on this and then pulled up, you know, some academic journals and studies, I really saw that there's a good amount of research out there that really suggests that certain foods can really help you with fighting allergies by controlling underlying inflammation, um, dilating air passages, and really being able to provide different effects that give you that relief that you're wanting. Some really great 
foods that are anti-inflammatory are like olive oil, EVO for short. If you don't have a fish allergy, um, you can have fish like tuna and mackerel. Those are two of my favorite fishes that are really filled with omega-3 fatty acids. Um, also, just fruits and vegetables are always also a good source of inflammatory fighting nutrients. So I actually did a podcast episode talking about uh, different foods that can really help you with being able to relieve your symptoms for your allergies. So definitely check out those episodes. We have so many episodes about seasonal allergies and things of the sort. So definitely check out those podcast episodes for uh, more information on that. But the uh, third uh, tip is if someone is not respecting your allergy boundaries, especially after you repeatedly tell this person or those people what those boundaries look like for you, then definitely leave them and cut them out of your life. Something that we talk about on this podcast a lot is the importance of really listening to the people in your life that have allergies and listening to what they say they need from you in terms of like support or in terms of what is the best way to create an environment where they feel safe in terms of like food and you know practices in terms of cross-contamination and things like that so definitely listen to the people who have allergies that are around you and in your life really listen to what they're saying and really hear what they're saying because respecting those boundaries means that you really understand what they are not comfortable with doing in terms of their allergies and what they need in terms of making sure that if you are, let's say, cooking together, you're not going to be cutting up cheese on the same cutting board that you're cutting up vegetables because that's cross-contamination if they have a dairy allergy. So you just want to make sure that you're not doing anything that is making them feel uncomfortable, making them feel like they don't have like a safe haven with you. Because like I said, if they're not respecting the people in their life that have allergies as boundaries, then like, I mean, cut them loose, cut them loose. (laughs) My fourth tip for you all is to read more books like in my mind that girl when it comes to allergies like she is really into like reading more books about allergies nutrition um, chronic illness and uh, things like that Uh, this person is really just into actively learning more about their food allergies their food intolerances their sensitivities you know things like that and actually one of my favorite books that kind of refers to that whole idea of reading to increase your learning it's this book called nourish and meals 365 whole foods allergy free recipes for healing your family one meal at a time I've had this book for almost like five years at this point and I initially had my interest sparked by this book because of it being dedicated to allergy free recipes which is something like five years ago that that wasn't really the case that you really found a lot of and so this book it has you know gluten-free dairy-free and soy-free dishes in it you know I really just love the whole format of this entire book because the book is dedicated to whole foods in addition to allergy-free recipes so it really opens up with why whole foods are important you know there's a section called the foundations of health there's also a chapter called like why gluten-free 
And in this particular section, it talks about the most common symptoms, what gluten is, you know, different signs of nutrition deficiencies. It talks about cross-contamination. There's also a section of the book, there's a chapter, it's called Why the Rise in Food Allergies and Sensitivities. So it talks about potential causes of food allergies and sensitivities, um, environmental toxicity. It talks about chronic inflammation, just talks about a lot of different things, talks about leaky gut syndrome, healing your gut, all of all of the things like this book is so informational and it has a lot of really good recipes in it too i really like that the recipes have like a little allergen key that tells you what allergens each of the recipes are free from for all the diets like in this book there's so many recipes for you and i highly recommend it it's one of the books that i always push onto people who are new to the allergy world because it has a really great format to it and it's very easy to follow especially if you are into living a whole foods type of lifestyle also there's a section in there if you are a mother or you're an expecting mother um, there's a specific section called raising healthy children that's really insightful and pretty helpful and when I get to that point in my life I definitely am very happy that I have this book as a definite resource but yeah definitely recommend reading more books that are really there to really help guide you through your allergy journey and your chronic illness journey, whether you have an autoimmune disease or whatever the case may be, really just actively learning, which is something that I always try to do with my allergies. Like I want to learn something new about my allergies every single day. And honestly, this podcast really pushes me to have to learn something new about my allergies every single day. So I'm very grateful for that. So I definitely highly recommend you all to do the same thing as well, really pushing yourself to really just read more about your allergies because that's really helped me to be able to make more informed decisions for myself and I have a lot more knowledge when I'm going and talking with doctors and things like that about things and symptoms that I'm feeling so that I don't sound crazy or anything like I know what I'm talking about and I'm confident in what I'm saying. Another thing I think about when I'm thinking about how to be like that girl, like that person when it comes to allergies is being that person that girl who knows a lot of the different alternative names when it comes to your allergens because there's so many situations that and I've talked about this on the show before where you might not be familiar with an alternative name for your allergen and then you're putting yourself at risk like I know when it comes to dairy like there's casein that's an alternative name whey that's an alternative name butter like that's something you should avoid. If you see cheese, if you see cream, if you see whipped cream, if you see pudding, if you see um, half and half, if you see ghee, if you see lactose, if you see milk fat, like there's just so many names for these allergens. And so I'm very happy that I know a few. Definitely could I improve and know a lot more Definitely. But that's the really great thing about allergies is that it's really a journey. It's a process. 
And it's something that you are constantly trying to learn more and more and more about. And there's like some names that you might not even really be familiar with. Like some people don't even really think about caramel flavoring and how caramel flavoring could potentially contain milk. A lot of people don't know that, but that's important for you to know that. So when you're going to grocery stores and you're going grocery shopping, you're like, okay, I am well aware that when I see certain things that there's a really good possibility that there's milk in there or there is milk in there for 100% fact. So it's important to make sure you are 100% educated or at least close to being 100% educated on your allergies so that you know those types of things because that's really important for you to be able to make those decisions when you're going grocery shopping. Now, speaking of grocery shopping, another aspect of being that girl is a being that person that is actively looking at labels when they're going grocery shopping, even though they've purchased the product like so many times, like it's a family favorite, it's a household favorite, you're purchasing it all the time. But even though you're purchasing it all the time, it doesn't mean that you do not need to be looking at the labels every single time that you're picking it up from the aisle that you're going down. So That really is important because, and I've talked about this so many times on this podcast, is that companies change labels, whether that's due to supply chain demands or whether that's, you know, shortages that companies might have where it's forcing them to have to use a completely different product and replacement of a product and you're not looking at those label changes you could be possibly putting yourself at risk. So always looking at the labels, reading them each and every time. There's so many stories I have. Like for example, there's these burgers that we get, me and my mom, we get from Whole Foods and um, there are salmon burgers. It's been on our podcast Instagram page. Don't If you don't follow us, you definitely should definitely do a lot of different polls and show you guys glimpses into my life. But yeah, big fan of salmon burgers. And we were at Whole Foods and we were at the fish counter and we were going to get the salmon burgers. And then we we picked them up. We were a lot, a lot of dotting down the store. But then something in me was like, oh, wait, did we check the label on those salmon burgers? So then we checked the label on those salmon burgers. And long and behold, there was milk in the salmon burgers, which is very interesting because up until that point, there wasn't any milk in the salmon burgers before. When we've gone to other whole food locations, there's not been milk in their salmon burgers or like cheese or something like that, but there were in these. And so then we ended up putting those down. But had we not checked the label, I, there could be a, a potentially different story behind the story that I'm telling you guys today. So that's a really good example of the importance of looking at labels, because even though you feel like you're well acquainted with that food product and that you know it like the back of your hand, you don't know it like the back of your hand. So it does not hurt to check once, twice, three times, however many times you got to look to make yourself feel comfortable. Another point I want to touch upon is when it comes to being that girl, when it comes to navigating your allergies, is being that girl who goes and talks with the host of a party beforehand to be able to discuss allergies and any allergy concerns that you may have. That's something that I am personally still dealing with. And that's something that I know a lot of people just from talking with people are still dealing with of being able to kind of jump over that hurdle and not to be afraid or feel like you're a bother or anything like that. Really just kind of 
pushing to the side like this fear of being a bother or feeling like you're inconveniencing people because if you don't uh, spread that concern and voice that concern they could be inconveniencing you and making you feel like you're not in a safe environment because your allergens are around so definitely you need to be that person that is not afraid to be like yeah this is my allergies before going to a party are you able to accommodate for my allergies and the concerns that I have when it comes to the food and the different preparations and handling when it comes to the food and if they're not able to respect your wishes then maybe you just didn't even need to be at that party anyway so definitely you want to be that person you want to be that girl that does that and speaking of speaking up Um, Another thing you want to do is not be afraid of speaking up when it comes to restaurants. This is something that I've seen a lot more on Instagram lately when it comes to the allergy community is because of the world opening up a little bit more. There's still a pandemic. I do want to say that because a lot of people that I know think the pandemic is over. It is not over people. But as the world is starting to open up a little bit more um, and people are going to restaurants again and sitting down in restaurants again, you need to not be afraid to tell the server, hey, like these are my allergies. These are my allergy concerns. These are the things that I need from you all as a restaurant to make sure that I feel comfortable eating the food that you're serving me. Can you accommodate for that? And even it would be best case scenario to do that before you go to the restaurant so that you don't waste a trip to a restaurant and they're like, yeah, no, we can't do anything for you. And then it's like you wasted gas, you wasted time, you wasted energy. You could have been putting that energy towards something else, but you didn't because you're here at this restaurant figuring out this news and you're like, gosh, like this could have been avoided with a phone call. Definitely do a phone call because that really can help bring you that peace of mind that you need when you're going to eat because When you're going out to eat at a restaurant, you're like thinking about having a good time, being able to, you know, rekindle with friends, family, or even by yourself, having that alone time. The last thing you need is to have an allergic reaction in the middle of the restaurant. We don't want that to happen for you. So definitely call beforehand. Also talk with your server once you get there uh, to make sure that there's an understanding of what you need from them in terms of, you know, your allergy needs, your allergy concerns, their food preparation concerns, things of that nature. So my second to last tip that I'm going to be sharing with you all is really focusing on your skincare. Uh, skincare, it's something that is very important because of your skin being the biggest organ. So it's very important to protect it, especially if you are more prone to allergic reactions on your skin or you deal with eczema. And it's important that you know that what you do or don't apply to your skin can affect whether you deal with red, dry, and itchy skin. So it's important to remember to hydrate your skin. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate your skin. I know for when I'm going through my own personal allergy season, I make sure that I cleanse my skin thoroughly in the morning and at night to make sure that I'm getting rid of any pollen particles that are on my face and then following that up with either a hydrating serum or lotion or even an overnight mask to really make sure that my skin is feeling well moisturized. 
and make sure that you're keeping your skin protected from the sun as well, that you're using gentle cleansers on your face and things like that. Just remember that when it comes to skincare and allergies and just skincare in general, it's going to be a series of trial and error. You know, that's something that we all deal with. We have actually a few different episodes that talk about skin allergies and being allergic to different things that might come in contact with your skin. And I talk about my experience with skin allergies in those episodes. One episode that's called, Can Seasonal Allergies Affect Your Skin? Uh, There's another one called, What is a Deodorant Allergy? There's another one that's called, Are You Allergic to Makeup? How to Tell You're Allergic to Beauty Products? And then we have other episodes as well. So definitely check the show notes for direct links to those episodes that I mentioned. So you can definitely check those out. But basically the whole consensus of all these different episodes that are primarily talking about skin is the importance of looking at the ingredients of your skincare products. I know a little earlier I talked about the importance of looking at food labels when you're grocery shopping, but looking at food labels when you're going grocery shopping is just as important as looking at skincare product labels as well to be able to see if there are any potential allergens that are in skincare products or different irritants that could be potentially irritating your skin if you put them on your skin. So definitely look at skincare product labels as well because you might be surprised at some of the things that could be in your skincare products and you're feeling frustrated as to like why you always get a certain type of reaction on your face when it comes to your skin, different flare-ups, things like that, when it could be the ingredients that are in those products that are really triggering an allergic reaction on your face. Okay, so this is actually my second to last tip. I was actually going through my list of tips because usually when I'm doing these types of tip podcast episodes, I'll usually write my tips down and then kind of like use those as like points to like go back to and refer to. And then I was like, wait, this is not my second to last one. Er, Let's let's let the people know that. Um, So this is actually, I think... Yeah, I think this is actually my second to last uh, point that I want to talk to you all about today. So this point is practicing words of positive affirmation. Now, if you are not too familiar with this whole idea of words of positive affirmation, basically they are positive statements that can really help you to just challenge and really just overcome any self-sabotaging and negative thoughts that you may have. And I know one of the things that I tend to deal with when it comes to my allergies is not always having a positive mindset when it comes to my allergies. And so this whole idea with positive words of affirmation is that repeating these words, these positive words often, and really just believing what you're saying, and that can help to really start to make positive changes in your life and really just cause you to change your mind shift and just shift it uh, for the better. And so I wanted to share and go through three three affirmations with you all that you can implement into your life and hopefully you all really just find these to be kind of helpful in some sort of way and one thing I will say is in order for them to be the most beneficial to you you're gonna want to write them down five times each and then you're gonna want to repeat these five times each and then once you're done writing them down leave the affirmations in areas that you're gonna 
be more apt to walk across each day to just really have those positive words in front of you every day and really just to remind you when you are on the brink of going into a negative mindset that you will um, not let that negative space that you are currently dealing with to really just overtake your mindset because it's important to not have that toxic positivity. And in my opinion, it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to be in a negative headspace, but it's like, okay, don't whimper and wallow in this negative space the whole time. Like, what are you going to do to be able to get out of it and to be able to put yourself in a better mindset so that you can keep pushing and moving forward and going on with your life? Because wallowing in negativity is not going to really be that productive. So it's like, what are you going to do to move the needle forward and to bring in more positive impacts into your life? So I found a really great positive energy when I do do positive words of information of affirmation not information positive words of affirmation so hopefully you all will find these three affirmations to be helpful and will implement them into your life so I am going to go right into the affirmations my immune system is strong The world is safe and friendly. I am not my allergies. I just have them. Those are the three affirmations that I wanted to go through with you all today. Like I said, for them to be the most beneficial to you in your life, you're going to want to repeat those five times each. Write them down five times each and then leave those affirmations in areas that you will see them every single day. The last thing that I will talk about in this whole like be that girl in terms of allergies is really be that girl, be that person that follows food, allergy blogs, podcast, uh, and like social media accounts because it's really important when it comes to your allergy journey that you don't feel alone. And in my experience with, you know, creating this podcast and having the podcast Instagram and really creating that sense of community, it really has helped me with my allergies and my allergy journey and not feeling like I'm alone or like I'm on an island by myself. Really, it's been a joy to be able to have like this allergy community that has my back in a way. I've been able to, you know, build relationships with, you know, through my allergies and being able to have people that I can talk to about my allergies and really be able to bounce off ideas or bounce off my feelings with, whether that is having conversations with a person about, you know, a product that I might have come across that's like, hey, like, you know, you might want to be aware of this because I know you eat a lot of foods from this company, but they have this product that has your allergen in it. So be careful or being able to be able to have advice and get advice from people who might be in their allergy journeys a little bit longer than you to be able to provide that insight to you on things on what to consider, what to look for, different things that they've learned along the years with their journey, and really just being able to learn with people and grow with people uh, when it comes to your allergy journey. Because that's what 
having allergies, whether it's food allergies, seasonal allergies, having skin allergies, whatever your allergies may be, or whatever chronic illness that you're dealing with, it's really a journey. There's going to be lots of ups, lots of downs, a lot of trial, lots of error, a lot of going to different doctors, trying to figure out what exactly is the pinpoint of what's going on. And it really is very refreshing, very comforting to know that there's other people in the world. For food allergies in specific, there's 32 million plus Americans that deal with food allergies. So you're definitely not alone when it comes to food allergies. And there's so many more Americans who go through allergies as a whole. So really just remember when you're in your allergy journey that you're not alone. And there's so many different outlets where you can connect with people and really learn and really be able to evolve in your allergy journey. And that's what this podcast is here for. This podcast is really to help people be able to live better lives and be able to thrive with their allergies, whatever types of allergies that you have, because a lot of people, especially people who don't have allergies, tend to see allergies as being a crutch, something that holds you back from being able to live life to the fullest when that's not what I want for you to take from this podcast. This podcast is supposed to be a way for you to be like, hey, like I can do anything if I put my mind to it. You know, I can be able to have confidence in my allergies. My allergies are not me. I just happen to have allergies. And that's a message that I hope that you all are able to gain not only through this podcast, but also through the content that we post on our social media sites. Now, in terms of reflecting on this trend, and seeing like the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to this trend. Um, When I first heard about it, I didn't think it was really all that bad of a thing because I thought that this trend, you know, really just promoted wellness and establishing good habits. Um, But when I saw videos of the trend itself, along with like hearing people's thoughts on the trend, you know, I could see why there was, you know, a little bit of controversy surrounding this social media trend. Like honestly, this whole trend should be more about waking up at a time that right for you and your body, you know, eating foods that's right for you and your body, listening to your body, educating yourself about nutrition, health and wellness, and being able to apply that to an allergy lens, you know, educating yourself about your allergies, making sure you know about alternative names, making sure you know about how to be able to communicate your allergies to other people, how to be able to do that in a confident way and not make it feel like make yourself feel like you're afraid or that you're a bother or anything like that. Like that's what this trend should be about. And it's important to be able to find good habits and find a routine that's all about being the best you that you can be. Because like I said, that's what this whole podcast is about. And those are the positive things that I like about this trend is that it's promoting being the best you that you can be but there's not one set formula to doing that. And it's all about finding things that really help and push you to be the best you that you can be. And hopefully these tips and prompts that I talked about in today's episode can really help you to be able to establish a healthier mindset when it comes to your allergies and really giving you that confidence to be able to really live your best life and to be able to thrive with your allergies. But hopefully you all found today's podcast episode to be very helpful and very applicable to your life. Hopefully you're able to take some of these tips and prompts that I talked about in today's episode and be 
be able to kind of fit them into your life if you see that they would make a really great fit and really giving you the confidence uh, to be able to be that girl and be that person when it comes to your allergies, whether they're food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, pet allergies, whatever the case may be, really giving you that confidence to really take the world by storm and to not let your allergies be a crutch for you and have them just be something that you're dealing with, but you can do so much more. But if you enjoyed today's episode and you're not subscribed to this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram at Oh My Allergies. Make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, fingers crossed that it is five stars. Make sure that you keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.